Empire. You thought you knew, but you have no idea. It's the urban sports scene. are listening to the urban sports scene with Will T and myself, Wole. Ray Jeezy is out, and we are part of Empire Media at AmpireMedia.com. Will T, what's good, my man? Nothing much, man. How you doing, my brother? Wasn't here last week, so um, you know, ready to get into it, talk a little bit of sports, hang out with my dude for an hour, and you know, we go from there. You know it. What's, what's been going on? I was in, um, you know what I'm saying? I was in New York. You was in New York? Yeah, me and the girl. We're in New York, man. I'll call it the, the girl. The girlfriend. She's my girlfriend, but the girl. You know what I'm saying? I, I hear you, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm sorry. Sorry for using wrong lingo. Sorry, I apologize. Me and my significant other, my girlfriend, <laughs> we were in New York. What part of New York were you in? We were in Brooklyn. I, dude, I had a jerk. I mean, a jerk. I had a oxtail pizza from Brooklyn. Oh, don't make that face you want to. See, look, that's my problem with you. You don't want it to, and you don't want to take take on your African roots, your Nigerian roots. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? No, like, I, how I, can you not? You can't make that look at oxtail. I think, I think I'm a little bit too loud. Hold on. Um, but no, hey, I, I, I would. You good? You good? Okay, no, I would just go. No, I love oxtail. Yeah, on a pizza, right? But not on a pizza, bro. Listen, I, I listen. When I when I order a pizza, I want <laughs> tomato sauce. I want. My, I want some, it doesn't have to necessarily have to be mozzarella cheese, but I want cheese. And there's special type of meat or specific meats I will eat this is what the, this is what they, on a pizza. This is what they're trying to teach you. <laughs> <laughs> it's day, okay? It's day they tell you that you, you should not have it on a pizza. You but should how, have, have your oxtail pizza. How was it? Man, freaking delicious. I want to say the F word, but freaking delicious. Oh, no, this is not that show. <laughs> <laughs> I saw your face. <laughs> what, I mean, what besides oxtail? What else was on it? It was ox. No, it was oxtail. It was oxtail, and it was like curry. Then it was like a sweet, a sweetened, like a I won't say sweetened, but uh, sweet chili type of thing. Mm-hmm. It was bomb, bro. Real talk. Like I'll I go there. I take your word for it. Like I go, I go there again. Like that was like the highlight. That piece is the highlight. So you went to New York, and the highlight was, was the just an oxtail pizza. Dude, you know who I am. <laughs> like, and then all, and because I went to Times Square. Mm-hmm. Man, like that's too many people. That's a COVID cesspool. They all in one. Like seriously, that thing is yeah, not, I, that ain't, yeah, that's crazy. I know. I, I understand. Like I was there. I was like, my girl was like, oh, how you feeling about Times Square? I like this thing. It's terrible. Look at like, all these people. Like without a mask. Yo, I mean, I guess a lot of folks did have masks, but a lot of people didn't. Obviously, so it's a big place. I mean, it just it was a lot. Like it's my first time. That's my first time really being in New York. I don't count when I was younger. When I was younger, I don't remember. Anything like that, but definitely my first time being that type of environment in New York. You know what I mean? Like, glad you got the, you got a chance to experience it, man. Yeah, it was a, it was an experience. It was an experience. You went this past this past yeah oh, Memorial Day weekend. Oh, okay. Yeah. Did you get a chance to see the tank? tank I was, fight while I tried. I no, I had to watch it when I got back. Okay. Because I wanted to. We, we I mean, we're in Brooklyn, and it's crowded. Obviously, man. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, she, my she was thinking about getting tickets, and I was like, that, but she was like that nosebleed. And I'm like, nah. I, don't. I mean, this still would have been good to to experience it, just to be in the atmosphere. I feel you. Like, I don't like nosebleeds. I know. You know? I'm I, I'm the same. You know, I mean, no. I mean, like, depending upon what it it depended on what arena it is, yeah. right? Because like some arenas, they have it where it's like you literally feel like you're looking down, and it's not you know 
um, as you go up. So, you know, the view isn't obstructed or yeah. anything like that. Uh-huh. So, you know, even though you're far away, it doesn't seem far away, far away um, because how they designed the uh, the arena and the seats. Mm-hmm. But no, I, I get it. I understand. Yeah. I mean, I thought about it and I'm like, you know, I can watch it on my time. And I can see it up close, and I can hear the boxers. I can hear the commentators say what they got to say. See, I don't care about hearing the comments. I don't either. I just want to see the. I know, I know, I know. That's a very good point. A very good point. I, I like to mute the TV. Actually, yeah, I, I mute it when it gets to a point where they start to annoy me. You know what I'm saying? Like, and you know, I mean, that, that fight was good though. We'll talk about it later, but I did, I did enjoy that fight. Uh, at first, I was like, I was on social. I'll just say this much because we'll go in detail with it. But this much, people were on. So and I'm not gonna act like I'm the biggest tank fan or whatever. But I, when I when I judge a fight, I'm fair. I believe I'm fair. Mm-hmm. And I'm watching a fight. I'm like, I had some people. Some people are like, oh, Roley got Roley's winning rounds before you know six. He was. Do you think you saw? I don't think absolutely. So. I, I had it differently. I had it three two. I had it three two. I had three two. I had three two the other way. I had it three two. Yeah, Roley. which is cool. I mean, some people had four zero. That's what I'm saying. Some people had it like four zero. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like. I wouldn't have it that far. Like, I'm looking at it, I was like, okay. But I could see, because, you know, Tank was basically waiting for a bunch. But we'll get into that. Yeah. Again, we can get into all that anyway. But, um, this is something to my way. I got to see what I'm doing. All right. Empire Media hosts multiple DMV sports, uh, DMV sports podcast shows, such as the John Kine Report, uh, report hosted by ESPN Washington Commanders. Uh, insider John Kime and Jones Football, hosted by USA Today insider Mike Jones. You can subscribe to our podcast on Stitcher, Spotify, iTunes, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, and Google Podcasts. Just search the Urban Sports scene. Also, make sure you subscribe to the Urban Sports scene YouTube channel as well. Oh, this is me. Huh? Yeah, this is you, bro. I got the show you. can be found on Podcast DC, the local app with hundreds of options and local news and health in the DMV region. Download the Podcast DC app to hear all the Empire shows as well as other great content. Don't forget to tweet us at Urban Sports Scene. Hit us up on IG at Urban Sports Scene and like our Urban Sports Scene Facebook page. Also join our Urban Sports Scene face group, Facebook group. Excuse me. Search Urban Sports Scene, sports bloggers, sports podcasters, and sports debates. Let's get into our tradition, the pregame. Here's what we have on this app. See how I, re- see what I, see I try to change up? I tried to. I don't know if that worked, but I tried. <laughs> we'll, deb- hey, we'll debate whether it's time for the Washington Nationals to put manager Davey Martinez on the hot seat at 820. We'll preview the NBA Finals matchup between the Golden State Warriors and the Boston Celtics. Host of the Above the Rim podcast, Just Blaze, will join us for this segment. Finally, we'll talk about... Javante Tank Davis knocking out Rolando uh, Romero in the sixth round Saturday night. Uh, but first, the Washington Nationals are 18-32. and 32. As a manager, Davey Martinez is 284-312 and 312 with a World Series championship. So I would just give him credit. He has a World Series championship. Is it time for Davey Martinez to actually be on the hot seat? My friend, ever since 2019, yes. you have Ask this question. I know. I, after I typed this out, during, I was like, this is ridiculous. During this show, you have asked this question, yeah, right? 2019, he was able to turn around and world, win a World Series. Um, 2020, the season was shortened. Yeah. Uh, 2021, um, it was a season that uh, was the great sell-off in my mind, okay, right? Yeah, you know, yeah. they sold up, you know, they traded a lot of veterans, including uh-huh. Trey Turner, uh, Max Scherzer, uh, Kyle Schwarzer. 
Kyle Schwarber, um, Schwarber, excuse me. Uh, and now this year, they're off to an 18 and 32 season. Uh-huh. So for the fourth year in a row, you're asking, is Davy Martinez on the hot seat? The same um, darn question out there. Usually I say no, yeah. but, um, but for the sake of an argument or the sake of a conversation, rather, because it's not an argument, uh-huh. I'm going to say maybe this is, maybe, I'm going to say no, this isn't the season to do it, but uh-huh. once the sale of this team goes through, because it's been reported, uh, it was reported before the season started that the learners are interested in selling the, the Nationals. Yeah. Um, so once you, once, you know, if the learners identify a, potential buyer and that potential buyer isn't happy with Davey Martinez as the manager, then maybe yeah, maybe it may be the time to let him go. But I'll, I'll say this. Yeah, go ahead. Um, go because ahead. this team is so young and doesn't have, I'm not going to say so young, but this is a, a relatively younger squad than, yeah. than they're used to in the past. And this team is, I'll just be honest, Devoid of the talent that has had in the past uh-huh. throughout the lineup sure. and the pitching and the, and, the, and on their pitching staff, I think this may be a season you keep Davy in. You allow Davy to manage, see what he can do with these guys, see if he can motivate these guys to at least smell five hundred. I don't think that'll happen, but um, I don't think you necessarily want to let him go thus. Right now, I believe he signed an extension after the World Series, I'm if probably, I'm not mistaken. I probably, I, 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 I think it was. I think it was like three or four years. Uh-huh. Um, so if it's three, you know, if it's four years, you know that I take him into 2023. You just allow him to, you know, go into the season as kind of a, you know, um, coach without an extension, and you know, as you begin to transition this squad. Look, no, none of us know. Um, I think that you know. And I'm starting to ramble on, but I'm no, about to cut it short. No, you good. Um, but there are a lot of questions around this t- this team. One, uh, Juan Soto, yeah, right. Offered him a huge contract. Didn't. He'll be a free agent after the 2024 season. You know, he'll go to arbitration next season. He'll get a huge contract. I think he's making like 17 this year. I, I don't really like to put people um, contract business out there, but I think he's making 17 making this year. Making money, man. Making so money. He'll have another year of arbitration, yeah. and he'll he'll get paid again. Um, ownership, you know, they're beginning to, to find a potential um, potential owner for new owners for this for this team. So, uh-huh. a lot of things in influx. I would say keep the ship steady for now with Davey Martinez. All right, we also put this out there on our social media platforms. Uh, feel free to tweet us uh, about Davey Martinez at Urban Sports Scene. Uh, hit us up on IG at Urban Sports Scene, and comment about this on our Urban Sports Scene Facebook page. Um, on Facebook, the homie George posted, yes, but that, excuse me, but that, excuse me, my phone just cut off on me. He said, yes, but that World Series should buy him another year. It's not all his fault. Uh, Paul on, on, on Facebook as well, Paul Van Scott says he has managed 596 games and is 284 and 12 and three uh, and 312 the record I mentioned so my thing about and I said this you're right you're right I've been very redundant about Davey um and but I think it still holds true as a manager to me Davey isn't special and it's nothing no knock on him you know what I mean it's not a knock he that's, just that's fair he's but, not yeah but, but I'll, I'll tell you I'll say this mm-hmm. how many managers in MLB are special considering yeah analytics run the game right now no i get you but to me when you're a manager there's things that 
your talent does dictate a lot, but there's things you can do as a manager to kind of help your team compete. If you're that good of a manager, like to your point, there's not so many guys who kind of work the game as a manager. Like forever, for, I know a lot of people get they, they knock a guy that was here. Uh, Dusty Baker. He's a good manager. He's a guy that always gets his guys to play at a high level. Regardless, now, does he, does it, is the end game, the thing that, that the, the end game is what hurts Dusty, right? It is. It is what it is. He doesn't have a World Series. But if you look at every organization he's been to, he's done what? He's made his team compete, and they've always been at the top of whatever. In terms of, when I mean the top, of top of competing for winning their, their division, wild card, or whatever. They're always fighting for something. They, you always feel there's a chance. Chance. Even though you Everyone know he's going to be blown every, yeah. in, the, in the playoffs. Everybody wrote off the, who, the Astros, right? Mm-hmm. Took the team to World Series. Everybody wrote off. He went to Cincinnati and made him relevant. Um, he's been – we all know he did with Barry Bonds. Um, what he's the, everywhere he's been, he's, and he's done with the Nationals. Like, he's won games. But it, that's neither here nor there. But in terms of cons- consistency, sustained success, right? That's what we let's use that term. You can't really say that. You can get that with Davey. Davey, I mean, yeah, Davey, even early Davey, other than the magical season, right, with the World Series championship, mm-hmm. he's had very good teams. Very good teams. Not average, not very good teams. I can name you teams that you will look at and be like, the problem with what, the national fans is what I've learned, because they've been debating national fans for a while with this. Okay. You spoil. You spoil with the talent that you have. No, for real. I'm keep it a buck. No, 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 no. Okay. I'm going to tell you. Can I finish? Okay. I'll let you finish. All right. You had a, you had a shortstop that is one of the most diverse shortstops in the game. When he Trey was here, Turner. Trey You're Turner. talking about Trey Turner. Juan Soto is one of the most incredible young talents. Historic. Histor- he's historically he's, great. Historically great. Up there with Ted Williams. Yes. You've had Bryce. Yep. You've had you've – had, even pitching alone. Growing up watching starting pitchers in baseball, you watch the Atlanta Braves, right, of dominance of pitching. Pitching typically in postseason wins you, wins you games anyway. You've had Steven Strasburg match – what, you good? Oh, it's okay. I got the I got the levels. It's good. Don't worry mm-hmm. about it. Steven Strasburg, um, uh, Scherzer, uh, Corbin, even Corbin's G- terrible now. Now he is. I'm just talking about when you had him when he was good. Corbin, even Gio was decent enough to compare as your third starter. We're talking about third starters. Even as a third starter, that's decent. You know what I'm saying? So I'm just saying like this. Rock, teams don't get have that in baseball. Like you don't have that. Other than those teams that have that, they're like a couple teams because they pay for this. Is the Yankees and the Dodgers? Those are two teams they they have the talent the Nationals have had over the last some odd years because they just they're just uber talented. Okay. Oh. Okay. So that's that's fair. Mm-hmm. I'll say over the last ten years, right since uh-huh. since twenty twelve, since when Steven Strasburg, when there was the debate over should we should should they pitch him, mm-hmm. you know, to and exceed that uh, the pitch limit? I think that that was in twenty twelve when everyone thought this was one of your better chances to win. Yeah. A pennant, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's fair that yes, this team has had talent, right? Mm-hmm. But I, I'll say this caveat: um, there have been, you know, there have been teams who have had um, equal, you know, Boston, and you name them, Boston, too. Boston one. New York, uh, L.A. Yeah. Um, you look at Houston. Yes. Um, you look at kind of, but yeah. You look at the. The Guardians, they they aren't the the former the, the former yeah, former the Guardians. They they've had they've had talent. Come on, they, like not like 
they've had talent. Like not not like the not like the Nets. They've had talent though. Like it's young. It's, what, what kind of what, which Indians team are you referring to? The um, one that, the ones that compete for the World Series. Yes. Not like the Nets, but but but, but they okay, they're okay, well coached okay. though. Terry Francona, Terry Francona is a okay, very but good yeah, there, there was manager. there. Sorry. Yeah, so there, there were, but there is it fair to say that there was probably a four to five year stretch where people legitimately thought that the Indian, excuse me, the Guardians now, yeah. had an opportunity to course, win a World Series. They, but yeah, because of the way they play baseball as a unit. But yeah, hold on, and then I'm yeah. I'm not done yet. Yeah. Then you also have St. Louis, the Cardinals. I can make an argument about that too. But yeah. St. Louis, I, it's fair to. I They're, think it's fair to say St. Louis. I think it's fair to say the San Francisco Giants. Pitching, I'll get the Giants because the pitching was talented. Okay, and then the I think wasn't it, talented, though. Okay, <laughs> and then I think it's also fair to say what what is the other team that is escaping my mind right now? It's a terrible time. Where um, which which division? Because I can tell you by division. Uh, well, I'll stop it. You had the, the Tigers, too, a little bit, too. Yeah, you, you okay. The um, all, all of those teams have had, you know, instances where it's, you know, uh, whether it's been a, a three to four, a, 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 a three-to-five-year stretch or, you know, sometimes a six-year stretch where you thought those teams were legitimately could compete for a pennant, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. The game has become such – so dominated by analytics now that there there are only a few managers that are truly special. True. Oh, and I, I forgot the Cubs. The Cubs. They're, well, they're, under they're Theo. Under Theo F. Stacked. I agree. They yes. stacked their squad. Yes. They stacked their so squad. So that. So they're they're really only a handful of guys that are actual with analytics. The way the, the games play now, and because they're you know, um, and prior to this season when you didn't have to face at least three batters when uh-huh. you brought in a relief pitcher. Right, the the game has been was was so um so different uh-huh. that there are only a few guys that are actually special managers that are actually capable no. of, of coaching a team towards a World Series. I agree. I think is that fair? I think it's very fair. I think you, I think you're you're totally accurate. I think that uh, but when you're looking at an organization again, when you're talking about is a is a manager is I guess my question is is Dave repla- replaceable? And to answer, because he because he's not special, he's re, he's replaceable. And you won't like to me if you lose a Daisy Davy Martinez, you're not gonna be like, oh, we let that one go. I think I don't think that's necessarily fair. Well, I I think most pe- I think some people will say, okay, is Davy great? No, but yeah. is he is he better than you don't know the better than is he a top a top. 10 to 12 manager in baseball? I'll put it this way. The Orioles have less talent. Way less talent this year. They do. Less talent than the, than the Nets. And they're competing better than the Nets. And the Orioles don't have any pitching. They don't have any pitching. And they're still able to compete and win games. With no In the, in the AL East, when you see the, the Yankees, you see Toronto. Toronto, and you see the Red Sox. And the Rays. I'm you sorry. The Rays. And the Rays. Oh, yeah. And the Rays were also one of those teams. The I, Rays, I, that's, but that's, that's, that's not, again, that's coaching. The Rays are a coached organization. That's not talent. Like, the Rays uh, are analytics driven. Yes. They're, they're, they've taught, they're, they have a scheme. Just like the, just like the, um, we all watch Moneyball. It's like the, yes. like the, like the A's. Like there's a system that they run to kind of work it and they have a manager to fit that. So I give those, those organizations, I always feel like when you, you they don't even have close to talent as the teams that, that you've mentioned. And close to talent, but 
but they have a system and they know how to do. They know how to get their guys. They have a play, frame. They, they have a frame. System. They have they an do, analytics framework. There's a reason why some of them dudes when they go elsewhere they don't play the same. Okay, it's a reason for that. But to your point though, but back to this, it's like you're right. There aren't special managers. They're not a lot. I agree with you. Like I totally agree with you. I think that and a lot of special managers aren't winning World Series. I can say that. I feel like there are great managers out there who don't have a chip. Who who Davy? They're better than Davy. And no, no knock on Davy. I'm gonna be real. I had somebody argue me like, "Well, Buck Showalter, Buck Showalter, me is better, is better than Davy Martinez as a manager." I'll give you that. I yeah. think that's fair. And he doesn't have. He has no World Series. Um, but and someone was like, "Oh, well, that don't make any sense." All right, well, I'll give you, I'll give you an example on a different sport. Barry Switzer has a championship. Is he a better coach than um, who? I'm, who can I think of who doesn't have a championship? Uh, oh, Marty, the late great Marty, Marty Schottenheimer. Schottenheimer. Is he a better coach than is it, right? No, he's not. No, it's not. So I don't, a championship doesn't make you what you are. Like sometimes talent, the talent that you do have, helps you get that chip. Yes, you you motivated him a little bit. You motivated, you may have helped pull some strengths. And I do want to give Davey credit. Like that run to to win the championship, he he managed. Like I'm not yeah, going like he did. He, some, he, did some, he did some special things. I will not. He showed you what he was capable of doing yeah, as a but manager. But again, though, Wale. at the end of the day, when you're under 500, like you're not special to me. Like, I get the good it. Ones, but the good the, but, okay, he's 18 and 32 with this roster, right? You don't have your ace. Yeah. You don't have Steven Strasburg. Yeah. But if you're a good one, if you're a good one, right? Mm-hmm. We just talked about system. If you're a good one, I'm not saying you got to be 500, but you could be better. All of us can be better in life. This is true. I'm just saying, you could be better. That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying you got to be special, but you got to be better. You just have a thing for Davey. You I want Davey. I, I just think, I feel like when I look at this roster. You know, roster, I figured it out. What? Davey is to you what Ernie Grunfeld was to me. Probably so, because I just know why. Because I'm going to be real with you. No, <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate I, you for a I minute. Mean, I mean, I'm probably, no, I'm going to be real, because when I, look at the, when I look at the Nats, I'm an Orioles fan. But when I look at the Nats, I don't see, because even going to the season, like and I, and I guess for me, I'm gonna, I'm gonna show you why. And Nats fans, you can listen to it. I watched the Orioles with Buck, right? Mm-hmm. Less talent, but when I look at the roster, I'm like, oh, that type of roster, Buck can work magic to compete. You're gonna have to probably do something, some trades in the in the, in the during the All Star break, but he can get you to a point in a, like into the first half where you compete. But then you're gonna have to give him some help to take it to the next run, you know, the next run, because the way Buck handles a bullpen. And how he handles situations in the game, he allows you to kind of compete, compete in the season. That's fair. And you're competing, and at that time, Baltimore's competing with the Yankees. They're competing with the Red Sox, and these are powerhouse Yankee squads, powerhouse Red Sox squads. Even the the Rays were start were come. The Rays were still were a powerhouse squad, and they were still able to win the division. And sometimes get the wild card. They got to ALCS. Even that being said, like I walk look at this team. When I see Juan, to me Juan Soto, I know he's struggling. We still want Soto, like one of the most the best players in baseball. Period. You know what I mean? Um, you you have you have Cruz. You, you got Bell playing great baseball. You know what I'm saying? You look got talent. Okay, look what he's done with Bell. Oh, that's look. But still, eighteen and thirty-two with with Bell hitting as well. I'm just saying, like this should be better. Like I'm saying, it should be better. That's all I'm saying. It should. I'm not saying it has to be great, but it should be better. You know what I mean? That's 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 where I'm at with it. Cause I look at this squad, I'm like, bruh, like this. You're supposed to be your World Series champion coach. I'm gonna read one more t- one t- one tweet about Davey. Um, at 
power boulder 60 power boulder 69 she said definitely the world series win gets you a ton of leeway but three straight last place finishes can't be overlooked he doesn't have the players but finishes but finished third or fourth over overachieve martinez can relax through zero percent chance of any change until the new nats ownership takes over yeah i, I think you keep him look um is he a lame duck coach probably Right, but you want him to keep your organ, keep the ship steady uh-huh. for now, until you make a decision, until ownership changes the term is figured out. Uh-huh. Um, and from my understanding, he has a pretty good relationship with Juan Soto, and Juan Soto is the star. He is the present and future of this organization. And if you aren't able to sign him, I will say it again: if you were not able to sign him. You don't need to make the mistake that you made with Bryce Harper by keeping him. Oh. You need to trade him expeditiously. Expeditiously. Expeditiously, like T.I. would say. Hey, the <laughs> NBA Finals goes down Thursday. Host of the Above the Rim podcast, Just Blaze, will join us to talk about the finals after the break. You're listening to the Urban Sports Saint. For ages. Yeah, Deuces on Empire Media. That's EmpireMedia.com. Chill. Listening to the Urban Sports Scene with Will T and myself, Wole, and the homie Ray Jeezy's out. All right, man, Will, I'm waiting on the guest, the homie. Um, but before he gets on, I know again he'll shoot me a call. But before he gets on, um, Thursday, man, Thursday game man, one. You want to go ahead? You go ahead. Thursday you. game one, Celtics Warriors. This is probably out of the last four teams left. This is probably the most ideal matchup for the NBA. Um, and uh, and um, yeah, and from from an advertising perspective, because you have the legacy of the Boston Celtics, also with some new blood, Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, and then uh-huh. you have the established Warriors making that comeback after having two down seasons. So it's a it's it's a matchup that I think a lot of people will tune tune into, and I think it's going to do a good number um, for. ESPN, ABC. Oh, definitely. I, 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 I definitely agree with you. But uh, like I said, the homie's going to be on, and I, I knew he was going to be on. Right now, we have host of the Above the Rim podcast, Just Blades Online. What's good, my dude? 
<laughs> my brother, what's going on, my man? It's been a long time since the last time we spoke, man. But uh, I appreciate you having me on, man. Appreciate the invite. Oh, no problem, man. And 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 just base. I don't know if you know my man, uh, Will T. I don't think you have you been on with Will before. I don't think so. Um, I don't believe so. All right, pleasure well, to meet you, Jess. So, yeah. Pleasure to meet Yo, you, Jess. Pleasure, pleasure to meet you, my man, and, and a pleasure to talk some hoops with you fellas, man. All Let right. me know what I missed. All right, man. Will, Will, you can start them off, bro. No, I was, just, I was just saying that, you know, Thursday night we have game one of the NBA Finals, Golden State Warriors, Boston Celtics. This is probably um, the most favored or ideal matchup for the NBA and also for ESPN, ABC, and Disney, um, uh, you know, with regards to getting viewers to watch this game. Uh-huh. Um, you have the new, I guess, Boston, one of the legendary franchises. They have two new young, not two new, but two young, two young bloods who young are kind of the next chapter in that Boston legacy with Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. And then you also have the Warriors on the other side on the West Coast, um, Oakland, California. Um, and you have Steph, Draymond, and Clay, Clay Thompson. Can they do it one more time? But they also have a cast of new characters around them. Jordan Poole, um, excuse me, Kaminga, Moody, um, and uh, Wiggins. So it's, it's going to be an interesting matchup. And then from an X's and O's perspective, man, you got um, Ime Adoka, who's, you know, push from a strategic perspective, he's pushing all the right buttons for Boston. Um, and then you have Steve Kerr, you know, with that veteran group. So I can't wait to Thursday to watch this game. What, are your, what do you think about this matchup, Jeff? Um, I agree with a lot of the points he said, man. I, I definitely agree. Well, I'll tell you right now, it's definitely a ESPN and ABC's uh, dream to have these two, <laughs> these two teams in there. We know low-key they was pushing for this, so I'm not surprised, <laughs> I'm not surprised in the slightest by seeing these two teams. Uh, but with that being said, it is an excellent quality matchup. Two of the NBA's best powerhouses, two of the NBA's best teams, two of the NBA's best, you know, uh, strategic teams, tactical teams, and two teams that are battle-tested. So I think it's going to be an excellent matchup uh, going into this NBA Finals, and it's going to be a a real clash of styles, but in a good way because you have the number one offense in the playoffs in the postseason this year with the Warriors and then the number one defense in the Boston Celtics. So, And both teams match up really well. It's going to be a – there isn't really too many weak links, you would say, or one person that you can pinpoint on either side, whereas this is the guy they're going to take advantage of or try to take advantage of. So I definitely love the uh, the aspect of that it's a lot more evenly matched and both teams match up well and both teams can be versatile with the matchup. So I got to give them uh, give it a lot of credit for this final set. I'm hoping it's good and it better be good because I'm sick and tired of these blowouts. <laughs> hey, hey. Hey, just so what's your key matchup then? Or what are your key matchups in this series? Um, listen, I hate to be cliche, but to me the key matchup is, is Tatum versus Wiggins, to me, mm. in, in my opinion. Um, how Now I know uh, Wiggins has been getting a lot of love this postseason. You know, he's been getting the, he's, he's been coming into the forefront a lot more. He's been playing excellent, no, no doubt about it. But um, he's been getting a lot, of, a lot of hoopla in the past couple of rounds for – his quote-unquote defense on Luka, but Luka was still dropping over 28, <laughs> uh, still at over 50% shooting. So when I, uh, these people on Twitter who are saying Andrew Wiggins shut down Luka, I really don't know what game they were watching or what series 
because it was a team aspect. So, uh-huh. but Wiggins did play nice. He had a great dunk against Luca, so they're using that to carry over everything. But um, if we're being honest here, Wiggins—I mean, yes, he played Luca, but guarding Luca was more of a team effort uh-huh. in terms of the Golden State Warriors in terms of their scheme. But going against JT and the Celtics now. That's got to be a one-on-one matchup. Yeah. JT is, is an isolation player, a one-on-one guy, as well as Luka is also. But like I said, they didn't have many options to go around. Go. So True. in Boston now, you can't be doubling up or having the whole defense catered towards one guy uh-huh. because we obviously we know JT can pass and we know the Celtics are clearly have other weapons. So it's going to be up to his individual defense to see if he can actually slow down uh, JT. So JT going to give you 30-35 about three out of these games. Uh, I mean, you know we're going to get a 30-piece. So I'm looking forward to that matchup and, and seeing um also looking for JT on the, his aspect to be very aggressive uh, because I've been uh, I've been very vocal about, um, you know, JT is one of my favorite players in yeah, the league, but yeah, uh-huh. um, one of the things I'm always worried about him is his intensity all the time. Like, he can be a little bit mild-mannered, and maybe that's because he's young, I guess. You know, they don't have that same fire or whatever as, <laughs> as the older guys do. But um, I need him to step up the intensity in this series because we know Draymond is going to bring in. He's probably going to switch out on him. So I'm going to need not only the great playmaking and great shot-taking and shot-making, also need, you know, a little a little elbow every now and again. You know, Some playoff basketball. Yeah, let me get a let me give me a hard foul, give me a little <laughs> something or, or a grunt or a shimmy or something. You know, I need something from JT, so I'm looking forward to that. Okay, Jess, you you talked about Boston and their offense. I want to talk about what has gotten Boston to this point, which is their defense. When we think about the Warriors and their offense and how they attack teams, they usually attack teams with um, their five at the free throw line, and then also Draymond playing out at the three point, um, playing out at the three-point line. Um, excuse me, they're five at the free throw line and Draymond playing out at the um, three-point line. And you think of Robert Williams and you think of Al Horford. Those guys, the way that Idoka has played those guys, he's pretty much played it with Robert Williams playing, being that last line of defense um, in the paint and along the back baseline. When we think of, you know, just how Boston runs their offense and, you know, how excuse me, how Golden State runs their offense and how Boston has been able to defend all of their opponents up to thus far. Do you think that the offensive scheme of the Golden States is going to put more added pressure to Boston and how they like to defend with the with the way they run so many screens? They run Curry and, and Clay off of screens um, on opposite sides of the floor. Um, absolutely. It's definitely going to be the biggest test that the Boston Celtics defense has faced thus far. And if you look at their road getting towards uh, the finals, they've faced some elite offenses, and they've actually faced all different types of mm. threats, yes. all different types of offensive threats. You had a tactical team in the net. You have a big dominated physical force in Giannis. And then you have a heat team that can hit you more of a system base, and they can hit you from all different angles depending on who's hot on that night. And then he also had Jimmy Butler to deal with. So this is definitely going to be a test uh, to their defense and for their defense. But I think they're up to the test because if you look at the Celtics, how they play, they switch everything. Uh-huh. So, you know, switching defense always do the best against the Golden State Warriors. If you remember a couple of years back, one of the only teams that really challenged Golden State in their major run was the Houston Rockets with Chris Paul on there. So we know every – Chris Paul team likes to switch on defense, and that's pretty much the best um, defense against 
the Golden State Warriors, we know how much they go around screens. We know how much movement they have. They've been playing that way for the longest, and no one, no team in the league has ever been able to really figure it out all of these years now. It's been about seven years now they've been running the same offense. Uh-huh. So uh, the Boston Celtics are definitely going to be tested, and I think um, their switching style defense is obviously going to help them. But also, when you're switching, you also have to bring an element of physicality yes. towards your defense. And that's where I think Marcus Smart is going to be so essential because when Steph Curry, when Jordan Poole, when Klay Thompson come off those screens, screens and Marcus Smart and Al Hall for the switching, because, you know, it's usually it's the big and the point guard they uh-huh. switch the majority of the time. Both of those guys need to be physical with both, both the screener and with Steph, uh, with Steph Curry. Because they're going to have to bump him off that line because we know Steph Curry, he's not going to stop running around those sticks. He's not going to stop running back and forth. Even if you cut off the first initial screen, he's going to double back and go get another screen. Uh-huh. And then if you cut off that one, he's going to go get another screen. So um, their defense will be tested. But we'll see if they, if they are disciplined enough to actually um, give the Warriors a run for the money. Because it's all about discipline when you go out in the Warriors. All right. Let's take a pause for the cause. You are listening to the Urban Sports Scene, part of Empire Media. That's EmpireMedia.com. Right now, we're rapping with our host of the Above the Rim podcast, Just Blaze. All right, so Just, you meant, you know what? You went right into it. You, you actually went into something I wanted to talk about. Um, you mentioned the road that the Celtics had to get there, but I'm, a, I'm not going to just say the Celtics. On the road to the finals, which team, and I think I already got the answer, has been tested the most, and, w- and will this benefit or hurt that said team? Oh, definitely the Celtics. You know that. I, I know that's a, that's an obvious answer. I mean, they like I said, they had to face three different types of uh, offenses on their way to the finals, and I think it helps them, and it probably hurts them a little bit. But I think I think for the most part, it helps them because now they've basically seen everything. Even though they still haven't seen this offensive attack, they still are equipped to. One thing we do know about the Celtics is that they can adapt. Uh-huh. That's one thing we learned. So if they can adapt to three different offenses so far, elite offenses, great offense teams, they can definitely adapt to uh, the Warriors. So definitely I think it would help them that their road has been tougher. And if you look at the Warriors, come on, they stay low-key. I mean, I, I hate to be the bearer of bad news to people, but they haven't played any healthy teams yet. In this you said that's, I agree come with on. you. I agree with you, bro. Come on. Like, agree, they haven't preach. been challenged at all, bro. They have not been challenged. Nuggets, obviously not. No way they were beating them. Uh-huh. So the Grizzlies gave them a little bit of a fight, but once Ja went down, we knew it was a wrap after uh-huh. that. Uh-huh. And then they didn't get to play the Suns, but then they played the Mavericks, who, I'm going to be real, they had no business in that Western Conference yeah. Finals, the Dallas Mavericks. So they are a first or second round team. And and also they didn't have Tim Hardaway Jr. also, so they were had some people injured as well. Yeah. So the Warriors haven't really faced a, a healthy team that's ready and hungry as, as as the Celtics are right now. And I hope the Celtics are really just do their homework, man. Uh-huh. That's all I ask for them. Do your homework. No, I agree with you, Jess. That's the, that's the one thing. You know, Steph is great. I like to give credit when credit is due. Steph is great. Clay, you know, Clay was hot that last game against Dallas. But to your point, when you look at the road, like the road that the, the Boston and that, that does, and that doesn't always equivalent to winning a championship, right? I'm not saying they're going to definitely win because of the road that they went through. Because like we both, like you said, that can hurt because they can be tired, right? Like they could be meant. This could be some mental fatigue going through all those tough teams to get to this point. But if we're going to look at you know iron sharpen, you know iron sharpens iron, right? That whole thought process is that you went against KD and Kyrie Irving, 
You went against a Greek freak. I mean, you went against Katie and Kyrie, who had only played like 20 yeah, games. Yeah, but you're still together. going, but you're still, that's still pressure going against those two dudes who are skilled individually. You can't I'm just, sleep. I'm just, I'm just, I know, I got I'm just you. calling I got some you. things no, I got you, I got you. Okay. As you you're go going, down this road. Yes, yes, I feel you. You're going against the Greek freak. Who, minus have, Chris Middleton. Know, but still a Greek freak. And you're going to, and you're going against Jimmy Butler and that Miami State, Miami Heat team that a lot of people thought were going to go to the finals. And you took Kyle, Kyle Lowry and but, Tyler Hero but he were wasn't, up. But they, but. you went through them. Pretty easy. I'm not. I'm just. I'm. I'm. I'm just adding these yeah, caveats hear, on hear, as I hear we you. talk. But you went against. You went against Jimmy Butler. You, you weren't losing a star. You weren't losing a, a tremendous. Kyle Lowry was a decent player this year. It wasn't like an All Star this year. No. I, look. I, I've always said I thought that the Miami Heat, this version, was yeah. probably the best team in the East if all the collective pieces yeah. were healthy and all of the collective. Al pieces Horford was out for healthy. some of the games too, and 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 no, I, I and uh, Marcus Smart. Mar- Mar- was, was out. And they were banged up, but they like a team and a unit. They were coached up to get past it. I'm like when you look at Golden State, and this is the issue. I mean, and I the Warriors. To me, this is probably the, not the strongest Warrior squad to get to the finals. Mm. I can say that, like, not the strongest. Okay, okay. In terms of a champion, I'm gonna be real because, like, 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 just mm. said, you got like you played Denver in the first round. I think no, that's a, I, okay. I'll, I'll say this. Yeah. I think that's an easy cop out. Because oh, go ahead. Um, you think this is the strong? You think this board is no, strong? No, I, I don't. I don't. Okay. I don't. If we're looking at all three of their previous title yeah. check teams, two of those teams had a out of this world talent. In KD. Kevin Durant. Yeah, oh, yeah, true. Okay, okay. Yeah. very good point. Oh, very mm-hmm. fair. Okay, yeah. Uh, obviously, yes. But the one they had, and the one they lost to the other great one, LeBron. The one they did lose to, and they lost to LeBron. I'm just saying, all the chances they've been. Every time, anytime they've been to the finals, I can say like, I haven't been impressed with this run. Compared to the others, because the other ones, I felt like they you can get you put out your best, and they were gonna whoop that ass. You could put that, and they gonna be the favorite, and you weren't even scared. I of just nothing. think. Go ahead. I go just ahead. think. I just think maybe they have maybe what you're trying to say is that they have a little bit less proven players this time on this on this playoff run, like proven guys like Kuminga. He's he's all right, but he's not proven. Uh-huh. Pool, this is like his first playoff run for He's killing though. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to use yeah. killing. That boy killing though. He is. He is. He is. <laughs> that boy he is. killing. He gives, them, he gives them something that they haven't had in a while. Yeah. Though, off the bench, nice little spark. But even, that can get his own shot. Yeah, too. but but even mm-hmm. Clay isn't like like the Clay that we know. Like he got hot, but even yeah. Clay ain't even real Clay right now. That, that's fair, mm-hmm. but I, I'll say this: If we look at the distribution of talent, oh, they got more on talent. This one, yes. They got more young talent. The, the, yeah, the, the, the distribution of oh, talent yeah. is it's is, not just is, eight. Is deeper. It's not eight. It's, it's deeper. deeper. No, it's I agree. deeper it's than deep. it has been on previous. Oh teams. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I'm not arguing that. I'm just saying that even all right. So we're looking at the road and who you compete with, and like, dude, you went against Denver without like without Murray. Like we, everybody knew he was going to beat you. Without Murray and Porter, you, yes. everybody knew he was going to beat them. Like everybody knew it. All right, uh-huh. then you go to you go to two. Uh, ja is gone. Like the 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 crown jewel is gone. Even though this even though this team was plus twenty games without Ja, it's Ja Morant. No, I don't want to. I'm gonna say it's about fans, bro. Bro, I'm just one thing. I know you know. I'm I'm speaking facts. No, I'm okay. So let me let me let me speak facts. I'm countering your argument. So 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 just hear me out. This so I'm gonna I want somebody. He needs he's speaking facts. So just. Who is one of the most? Who is the most clutch player down the stretch? One of the most clutch players down the stretch in the NBA for the season. Yeah, who's one of the most clutch players down the stretch? 
I'm assuming you're talking about Ja. Exactly. One of the most clutch players mm-hmm. down the stretch. Even though his team was, I believe, let me, let me, let me, so, plus so 20. So you watched the playoff games? Plus 20 you, wins. You watched the playoff games? Hold on, hold on. No, 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 no. no, 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 no. My point's not done. That's why I'm not done no, yet. No, I was just adding that yeah, comment. So, 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 so those games down the stretch, mm-hmm. when they lost, mm-hmm. who wasn't in the, on the floor? Ja Morant. The most clutch player down the stretch, one of the most clutch players in the league, you don't have that because now you can't run sets down the stretch. So we all know in basketball, when you're when it's when it's the two minute, three minute mark, you need what? You need that guy. The guy that was the most clutch for you wasn't available. Even you had though, to go to Dylan Brooke for clutch buckets. Even though, even though your team was plus twenty no, wins. No, that's not my power. point. So even though, no, I'm just, I'm just, lo- I'm that just team put, ain't own, good. That team, Wale, no, no, Wale, no, I'm speaking no, facts. No, I'm speaking I'm facts too. Facts. We both watch basketball. If okay, I, but, Will, but, you but, can't but, score. But listen, no, no, but listen. No, no, no. What no. I'm saying is, no. a empi- is a proven empirical fact. So let me, fact. let me talk what basketball. What you're saying, let me talk hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah, hold on. What, yeah. you're, what I'm saying can be proven with statistics. Okay, right. But, what you're saying can't be proven bro. with statistics. You ask me that's the wrong person. I don't do analytics. I talk basketball. I talk uh, basketball I too. So I talk, I'm, all right, so, I'm talking. So facts. I'm gonna talk. I'm talking all right, so facts. just hear me out here, just. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not. I'm not. taking away from no, your no, point. No, 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 no. I get you. You're talking. I'm adding. I know, I'm just saying. I know what you're saying. If you're saying you're analytics, this, you're using. I'm analytics. not using analytics. You're losing I'm stats. stats. There's 20 I'm plus statistics. games, so I'm going scenario basketball. I'm not even going with the record. I'm going scenario basketball. When you're down the stretch. If I have, let me use a bas. Let me use a player. I have Craig Elo. Craig. Craig. No. Craig. Whatever. Craig Hodges. Mm-hmm. And Michael Jordan for Chicago Bulls. Michael Jordan is out, but Craig, I have to go to Craig Hodges to get bu- key buckets. Am I going to suffer? Am I going to suffer? Absolutely. I'm going to suffer. Yeah. I have mm-hmm. John Moran, who's clutch down the stretch. He's not there in two minutes. I need to make. I need to hold off the Golden State Warriors with Steph and Clay down the stretch. They're getting buckets. My guy Dylan Brooks, who is a hardworking basketball player. But isn't an ISO ball player. And in today's basketball, it's a bunch of ISO. You got to be high screen or ISO player. If you can't do that and you can't create for others, that's a problem down the stretch. None of them dudes could do that. Like you watch the game, the, the, watch the closeout game. Unless you know already, watch the closeout, the last game when Golden State were on the run. They needed a player to create buckets down the stretch. They couldn't do it, they didn't have job. Yeah, that clearly made a difference. We know, but no job, Dave. But I can make all, the, but I can make the down, point. But I can make the point. All I, all I'm just all saying. All you saying is stats. I got you. It's Twenty no, wins. No, 20 all wins. I, all I'm saying. Listen, yeah. listen to no, me. No, listen to you. I'm I can here. make the, I can make the point. Yeah. That within that sample size, when he's not there. Yeah, they they won twenty games. Better. They're twenty. They're twenty. They're twenty How, plus their games. What's their record with Ja? Their record without Ja was actually better than what's their record, record with Ja. If you did, if you didn't interrupt me, I was about to tell you. I was about to tell you. Eighteen. What? Where's the, where's the record? The record without Jaw is better than the record with Jaw. No, 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 the record, the record. I know. I'm not saying they I'm not arguing oh. that. I'm not arguing. That's not what okay. I'm arguing. I said, what is the record with Jaw? I'm not arguing. With, isn't that better? I said, what is the record with Jaw? I don't know, exactly. but I know. So Wait, I was, let me ask you. Let me ask you. Let me ask you, fellas, this one question. You guys, you guys, answer this, right? <laughs> is that is that Grizzlies team, right? That you're arguing without John Moran? Is that team better than the Dallas Mavericks team that they just faced? Are they without better ja. without Ja? Yeah. Who who's the better team? No, without ja, no. If I'm looking at a play, no, I'm gonna take Luca because you got a dude, 
In the playoffs, you need a dude, bro. I don't care which. You can use the regular season talk about. You need a dude. In the playoffs, it's stated. Just like in a tournament in March Madness, you can say you need a dude in March Madness in college. In the playoffs, you need a dude. You need a guy down the stretch that can get you a bucket. You can play team basketball. It's great, but you need a guy down the stretch to get you a bucket. Like, name me a squad that you ain't have down the stretch that couldn't get you a bucket that can win you a championship. It's, hard, it's rare. Maybe the Detroit Pistons. And at that, you could say those dudes substitute their game because Chauncey Billis would do they get you a bucket down the stretch. Okay. I'm just going to read off a couple stats. This team was 21-6 and six without John Morant. Okay. And this team outscored per every 100 possession possessions okay one team's 1.4 more points without Jarvin Brandt on the floor got you so my, my question to you that's regular season but I'm not I'm not arguing no I'm arguing no I want you to get your point no 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 I want to get your point no 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 this is easy this is easy this is gonna be plain I want your opinion this is plain cut simple this is gonna be easy cut the cut anything are they better without Jarvin Brandt no, they are. That's all I'm done. In my opinion, that's from the, no, that's all from I want. No, that's listen, all hold on, hold on, hold on. And that team, from an empiric, that team if you're if you're asking me, Mavericks, if you're asking me, empiric from an empirical standpoint, yes. to my observation, yes, I don't think the team is better without John Moran. Okay, that's all. That's okay. all I want. But all I'm saying is, as we have this discussion, I'm a man. I don't go off of people's feelings. I don't I go off of people's observations. I go off as hard statistics and data. Yeah, I mean, and I'm the a, hard statistics yeah. and data. Yeah, per every hundred possessions, yeah. this team okay. was better without John Moran. So this is my thing. If you're gonna do that that statistical thing, you gotta keep that same energy for every different every argument. Yeah, that's yeah, what I always that's what do. Okay, but really. but, but when 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 no, do I ever that, have no, an no, argument? Not, no, no, or I, I don't I don't up. even call it an argument. Not Whenever argument. do I have a discussion, discussion or yeah. debate? Look, I never no, say I feel. I'm no, just telling you. I'm just that. telling you. Not, no, I'm not I saying keep, that. I, all I'm saying is from I'm from the, like for every debatable thing, like that same argument has to be applied for everything because not necessarily. So now you're just gonna choose a you're gonna choose when you're gonna use that argument. That's that's generally w- listen the, the so to prove. Oh, no, 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 no. Listen, 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 listen. I'm about and I'm about to say. Yeah, go ahead. Every situation isn't apples and apples, right? True. Yeah. Situations as you receive information, yeah. your stance on things change yeah. in life. That's how generally how life works. True. So, if you ask, I didn't say that this. I said if we're looking from a statistical perspective, yeah, I, I, which I has been point. what I have said. And I've this. said that, and I'm, not, and I'm not even against that. I'm, that's not even part of my, I, truth be told, it isn't even part of my discussion. My mm-hmm. thing is all about, and I said this when I started even, we started, I said, off your basketball eye, that's all I said. I, you said, this, I said, okay, I didn't, this, I didn't debate that. Yeah. All I said was, out of basketball, watching ball, we've all, we, we, a bunch of us who poop, we always chastise analytics, Right. I think we pretty much have that. As, as I get older, that's fine. I start to accept it. Accept your analytics, okay? It's no, cool. I, no, I don't. I, I don't accept it, and I'm not going to say I, I use it as a crutch. Yeah. I will say, if I'm going to have a debate with someone, yeah. I like to have a debate with people based on facts, that's not saying. off of what I feel. No, it's not about. See, I guess again, or sports obser- is not to me because obs- or, or excuse me, or an observation because an observation. There's a thing called perception, and yeah. no matter your perception can be skewed if you have a bias. 
And if you want an agreement or argument to go a certain, a disagreement or argument to go a certain well, way. Let me give a man Justin back in the argument. Okay. And it's got debate. I don't want to say argument. I don't like the new term argument. I don't even want to use I know. Debate. debate. It's conversation. It's a conversation. So, Just, yeah. So, you were saying, Just, you said the Dallas Mavericks, right? Were they better than Memphis? Mm-hmm. So, well, I'm saying clearly, well, I'll let you guys answer, but mm-hmm. I agreed with what you were saying that they were not better. So, yeah. my, point with bringing, my point with bringing that up was, that the Dallas Mavericks were the best team that the Golden State Warriors faced. Now, oh, if the Dallas okay. Mavericks, if yeah. the if the Dallas Mavericks are the best team that the Warriors really that the Warriors faced, now let's put that in the hierarchy. All the teams that the Celtics played and all the teams that the Warriors played, the Dallas the the Dallas Mavericks are a fourth place team in the West. The Celtics so. played. The, the Celtics played the Nets, which were, which were basically an AC team, but you know they were not an eighth-seeded team in the East, not an eighth-seeded uh, talent, talent team in, in the East. And then they played the defending champion, Milwaukee Bucks. Even though they, ha- they didn't have Middleton, they're still a better team than the Dallas Mavericks. I'm going to have, I'm going to have one caveat for you, Just. You're a guest on here, mm-hmm. so I, you know, um, I, I'm, I'm going to have one caveat for you. I don't necessarily okay, think it's it. fair for us to say that Dallas was the best team they faced because they faced the number two team, the Memphis Grizzlies, who were the number yeah, two teams in the West. With, so I, I think it's Jaw hard. Out. That's the only reason. Only because Jaw was out. Because the Grizzlies are a better team than the Mavs, a hundred percent. But when when Ja was playing, he was dropping thirty something on them. They had no answer for Ja. Okay, yeah, right? I think and that's that fair. Was his, yeah. that I, was I, I, I like to always add a caveat whenever you know, whenever. <laughs> no, I'm not serious. But, no, but whenever I'm whenever saying, someone's I'm explaining something, were, I think there's nuance that has to be explained, yeah. right? Like yeah, for us to just but, say Dallas is the best team they face. No, that technically is not correct. Memphis Grizzlies was the best team they played, the number two seed in the West. I. But I agree with you. I yeah, agree with no, you. Yeah, what not, I'm yeah. saying is you you brought up the supporting cast as your reasoning as to why the Grizzlies are better, which I agree, right? But when the supporting cast becomes the main cast, they're no longer as good as they once were. So the supporting cast of the Grizzlies is better than the supporting cast of the Dallas Mavericks. That's why they were able to at least hang with the Warriors a little bit, even more than the Dallas Mavericks did semi-fully healthy because they have a different type of attack. So what I'm saying is the Boston Celtics played, uh, I was about to say New Jersey, <laughs> a Brooklyn Nets team, right, that's still more talented than that Grizzlies team without John Morant, and maybe on par with the Grizzlies, even with John Morant. They just outplayed them, and they not only outplayed them, they swept them. And then I'm saying they played the Bucks, which also has a decent supporting cast, even with Chris Middleton out. Because we see how they took seven games to take out the defending champion, the most dom- one of the most dominant players in the league. And then after that, they went and played the Miami Heat, which is the number one seed in the Eastern Conference. You get what I'm saying? The Dallas Mavericks are fourth in the West, but they would be lower than any team that the Boston Celtics have played in this particular run. And the Grizzlies would be the best team that the Warriors face. But because they had a little bit of injury help, it drops them down because you wouldn't take that Grizzlies supporting cast without without Ja over any other team that's playing in the playoffs right now. No, I, I wouldn't. Yeah, so which means that they aren't as talented as the other teams that the Boston Celtics face. Meaning, what we're trying to say that they're more battle tested, they're more ready. They so the Golden State Warriors still they still playing first round level 
if you really look at it, for three rounds, they've been playing a first-round level team only because Ja went out. If Ja was there, this would be a totally different story. And I honestly think the Grizzlies would have won that series anyway, to be honest with you, because they had home court also, so that also yeah. makes a difference. But we can agree um, to disagree job on that out, point. <laughs> really? Well, I mean, I mean that could that could have been a toss-up because the Warriors could have went in there and won a game seven at home. But I think that series would have went seven if Ja was yeah, there the whole yeah. series. I think go seven. Yeah. If it was a fifth, we'd both be drunk. <laughs> if my aunt had yeah, balls, yeah. she'd be I'm not, I'm not listening to I'm not listening to that, dude. I ain't listening to that, dude. We ain't doing that here, dude. We ain't doing that. I told you. You had your, I'm, you had your I'm, X-rated I'm joint. Saying, <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm just saying they got to, uh, they're going to have, the Golden State Warriors are not going to be cakewalking through these finals. And people like, keep talking about experience, but yeah. the Celtics have been in the Eastern Conference Finals damn near three out of the last four years or five or something like that. So they got experience too in big games, and they play already two game sevens. So I don't think they're afraid of anything. So, so it's gonna be a nice match. Sure. Hey, just before I let you go, man, give me your prediction. First of all, I'm gonna give you two. Give me your finals. Your who wins the finals, and also give me your prediction. Who you think's gonna be finals MVP? I think I already know who you're gonna pick too. <laughs> come, on, come on now. You know damn well I'm never picking no Warriors anything. I think I never for me. So. I'm going Celtics and six, my brother. All right. Celtics and six because I don't know if they could win a game seven in, uh, in the chase. <laughs> so they're going to have to win in six if they're going to win this. So I'm going to go Celtics and six. And you know, final thing, I don't know definitely my son, JT. I, I know. I know. You know lights can know. do so. Yeah, lights can do stick together. <laughs> 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 I know. That's my son. That's I know. My son. I, I know, man. All right. Hey, man. Thanks for being on. Hey, tell our listeners about the next pod and where they can uh, find it, and also how they can catch you on social media. Yes, my brother. Um, well, I'm going to record tomorrow. I'm going to do most likely my finals, my finals preview, just a quick snippet. So make sure y'all go and check it out. It'll be out probably. Damn, what day is it? Oh, probably on Thursday. Uh-huh. It'll be out uh, the 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 day of the finals and. Um, you can find Above the Rim Podcast. Find me on Twitter at JustBlaze underscore 5 and 3. All of that good stuff. Check me out. Mole, um, my brother, I appreciate you, man. Fellas, I appreciate you guys joining me. I, I mean, I appreciate you guys inviting <laughs> me on the episode. No problem, I appreciate you guys inviting me on the episode. And uh, let's do it again, fellas, because this is a great conversation. And I probably will bring – I need both of y'all to come on my show, man. Yeah. We can have a nice disagreement. Hey, we can do that, it's- man. I'm always yeah, down to have um, conversation. It's, I, I, it doesn't have to be a disagreement. I'm always down to have a conversation. Bring those facts. Bring those facts. I will. You just, let me, just let me know what we're talking about, and, you know, I'll, I'll have my I'll, – I'll study up. 100%, man. Oh, man. It will be a pleasure of mine to have you fellas. So, once again, I appreciate you fellas for inviting me on, man. Oh, man. Anytime, you, man. We appreciate right, you, man. brother. You know I appreciate you, homie. We'll, we'll chat, my man. Of course, my brother. Take it easy, man. All right. Take, take it easy. easy take it easy. All right. Again, man, that's the homie Just Blaze. Follow him on Twitter at Just Blaze underscore five one three. Let's go straight. Let's go right to the to the next joint. Okay, uh, Saturday night, Tank Davis had an impressive t- uh, impressive KO over uh, Roly. Um, Roly. Um, Roly. Call him Roly, bro. Yeah, that's Rolando. Yeah. Rolando Romero. Romero. Yeah. Um. So let's talk about it. You were in New York. In Brooklyn, actually, I, eating I, oxtail pizza, and you didn't get it. What do oxtail pizza? It was cranking, bro. <laughs> but you didn't get a, a chance to watch the fight live. Did you get a chance to watch it? Um, Not after. live. After. Yeah. For free. So yeah. let me ask you this. You <laughs> 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 just had to get that in there, dude. You just felt good about I, yourself I, I, letting I, that I, out, I did you? For free. I 
I had to pay that. I had to, I had to make sure that was said for free. Okay, so what did, what did you think of the fight? <laughs> oh man, I, I I loved it. Um, I think I told when well, we said it on on the show. I had it, I had a three two tank going into the six. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know he was looking for his punch. I mean, Roley is very unorthodox. I mean, he throws a nice jab. He was throwing, he was working off the jab in this fight. I think when he was doing that, he was very very um successful. It was a good game plan. And then, you know, you could tell that he hurt. To me, he hurt Tank a couple times. And he can, he can feel it. And he thought he kind of felt like he can kind of take him, take him out. Or he perceived that he could take him out. And I think that's when he messed up. So Tank kind of countered him a couple times. Um, and then the last one when he called him good. And I think Tank said it after the fight. It was almost like the Manny, Manny Pacquiao uh, Marquez fight when Pacquiao just, I mean, Marquez just caught Pacquiao at the right, you know, the right spot. And, uh, Romero kind of he kind of fell into that punch. Perfect storm. Not kind of. He did he fall into, into that, that punch. He walked right into walked it. Walked right into it. Perfect storm. And, you know, usually I don't like, you know, usually I don't like when people are like the ref calls the fight after one knockdown. I don't really like it. But when you see his legs, you kind of get it. Uh, his legs were still wobbling after the ref tried to get, he gave him ample time to try to get situated. Not not only his legs, but you could tell from his eyes, eyes right? Because yeah. when he asked him to step to his right, uh-huh. he he delayed at first, and then when yep. he stepped, his legs his legs were wobbly, and then you could look in his eyes; he wasn't all there. So mm-hmm. the ref definitely made the right decision right. to um to stop the fight after the you know um the knockout. But I, I'll say this: um, Roly Romero did himself a service. He, he he put himself in a in a good position going forward. Here's why: um, whether I, I personally have a disdain for that this type of way of trying to promote a fight with the oh the beef and the talking the, yeah the beef and the you know yeah, the, 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 the the going over the top with not, you know the natural. name calling it's, it's not, not natural, natural. It's, not natural right? it's not natural right but people like that people right will purchase fights for that sure. and if you put Roly Romero in with another guy another top 135 pounder and he looks good and he talks like that on the build up to the fight he'll definitely start to build a name for himself and he and he will be able to he will stay in contention for top fights at 135 because people will say hey all right we need a name Roly Romero he's a guy who will promote a fight look look at um Excuse me. Two of the best, um, two of the best welterweights in the world, Errol Spence Jr. and Bud Crawford. Neither one, both of those guys get knocked down by the boxing public and boxing media because they aren't over the top, you know, with how they promote the fight. With, you know, call another guys out and disrespecting guys on the run up to a fight. But America loves that because America's kind of, is not kind of America is fractured at this point. So people enjoy that that type of you know. Lunacy. People that, like negativity. Yeah, people people fe- feed into that yeah. negativity you see it all the time. People people are going to they react to negativity. Yeah, people yep. are going to buy into Roly Romero and his and his personality. Promise that, but we can tweet. I can tweet about a tweet a star about something perfect, something great. Like what they're doing, it's good. But if I say something disrespectful, or what may be perceived disrespectful or not perceived negatively, they're gonna respond. Yeah, I mean, if you were to aggregate. Just the conversation we had with Just Blaze, right? Yeah. With just us three, us two and Just, yeah, right? right? If yeah. you were to put that and say, Urban Sports Scene argues about who oh my God. people, people would click. click people <laughs> will click on that and, you know, but, you know, if you put some of our other more thought provoking conversations, people yeah. probably aren't going to pay attention to no, it. No, not at all. That's the truth. It's the truth. They like, I mean, it's the same th- reason why, I mean, 
when we started ESPN. <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> like I mean, look, I mean, look, look, look at Patrick Beverly, right? Yes, Patrick Beverly, great, great he, he's, he's making himself into a star on hey, ESPN, on, on you know, um, Get Up, on on, on their on their probably their two. Biggest brands, uh, get up and first take. Getting Why? Because he's saying controversial stuff. He's about saying Chris things Paul. Yeah. And he's saying things that, you know, um, whether they're true or not, can pre- be perceived as negative. Yes. So people are going to buy into it. And that's the reason why they put them on there. They knew exactly what they were doing. All right. Uh, so let's go right to, you know, Tank and impressive, another impressive fight. Um, impressive knockout. Like, dude is on some Mike Tyson stuff. I'm not going to lie. Like, really. Um, at first, I was like, when I was watching him initially, I was like, Oh, he's good, but you know I want to see him box. You know, you want to see him box. But no, he just—he just has the, that power. Is just real. Like it's—it's—it's it, it's, it's real than I thought it was. I knew it was great, but it, it's consistent. It—it it, it moves up, and it moves up well. Um, so looking at all that, looking at his, what he's done in, in the past, with look what he did Saturday night. Who do you want to see Tank fight next? I would love to see him fight Ryan Garcia. Me too. I think that would be an all-out action fight. But I don't think that these guys are have met their apex of their career yet where it's a, a huge fight, yeah. right? Where it's a big fight. Well, let me I take that. Let me, let, me, let, me, let, me, let, me, let me take that back. Um, Tank has built up a yeah. cult-like following in Atlanta and in New York. New York. Yeah. And those have been the two places that he's primor- primarily for yeah, or the places that he's done yeah. exceptionally well from a, a live gate perspective yeah. of getting uh, butts in the seat. And you take Ryan Garcia, he's a guy who I, I believe, I forgot, I think he has like 6 million followers. And oh, we, we judge, yeah. we just Instagram. Yeah. 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 So, you know, if you can get those two guys, I think that's definitely a fight that would uh, do numbers, uh-huh. as we like to say. And it's a fight that people would, would follow, not just because of, you know, I guess their, their personality uh-huh. presence or their social media presence, but also what they both do in the ring. If Ryan Garcia comes back in, and mentally, he's he's at a place where he's healthy because we know he we know yeah, he stepped away yeah, from from boxing because of to deal with his mental health issues. Yeah, I want to see him fight Ryan Garcia. I think just because of where they at. I mean, I would also like to see him fight. I just thought about it. Cause I saw I saw a post of him. He talked about Javante. I would like to see him fight Tiafimo Lopez. I think that would be a good I, I, one. I, I don't think Tiafimo. Well, I don't know if Tiafimo can make 135. Yeah, I know. Right. right. Yeah. Um, but I think Devontae can can easily make. If he uh, wanted to. I think I think what Javante is what one he's 25 years old, 25, yeah, 27, or, something like this. Like he's 26. I'm gonna say 26. Um, I could be wrong. I think. So I, I mean, maybe he, he from a, physically, I you know, his body, you know, he he might be ready to jump up to junior welterweight. But yeah. if he's gonna stay at 135, where he has a title. It's, for me, it's either Ryan Garcia or if they really, you know, depending on how this Cambosis and um, Devin Haney fight plays out this weekend, that would be an interesting um, fight if it's um, George Cambosis. But I don't think that would happen. I think Haney wins the fight. And I hope Haney wins the, wins the fight. I hope, but we'll see. That power well, kind of, Cambosis power kind of. Yeah, but Haney is too. He's skilled. He's too he's skilled. Too skilled. Yeah, no, and then that that possibly sets us up for Haney versus Shakur Stevenson. That's the fight I want. I ain't gonna lie. That's the fight I want. I think Shakur is like the next big thing. Uh, but uh, on Twitter um, at Brick four eight seven 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 four three four, talking about who we want to see Tank fight next. People got shade, man. It's another fighter below his level, probably a, probably for another fake belt. Damn. Wow. 
Okay. Okay. I mean, people are entitled to their opinions, but I'll say this. Um, I know there was some discussion about him potentially leaving Mayweather Promotions. I think that's um, because he uh, he was upset because he isn't getting the big fights. And then you had Floyd Mayweather come out and said, "Look, I'm not trying to make other promoters fight. You're going, you know, essentially fight the guys that um, that on Mayweather Promotions." that I mean that mentality within boxing, you know. Yes, the promoters win. Yes, certain uh, advisors win. Yes, certain uh, broadcasts win. But the fans ultimately lose, and that's and you know when you have a guy like that who's in his prime as a well, I'm, I'm, I'm from an age perspective, he's in his prime. But you know, usually boxers usually mature. They usually hit their prime like basketball players, like around that late twenties, oh, yeah. early thirties. That's yeah. when the the physical and the mental start the to mental, catch up, yeah, right? Just take over. Um, it's only going to hurt the game, man. And you keep, and we see every week, just about every week, ESPN has what UFC mixed martial arts yeah. on, right? They have UFC mixed martial arts pay per views, right? And they have stacked cards, uh-huh. and that's what you know. As we, as we, you know, as the economy continues to um, shift, per se, you know, and in the second half, we may see a recession. We may not, but uh-huh. we definitely are seeing inflation now. Gas. People, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get me started on gas. Bro, Ninety dollars to fill up my car, man. It's, it's killing me, bro. It's Ninety dollars like, to fill up my like car. Like they doing too much. They doing too much. They need to stop. But uh, go ahead, man. Stop. No, <laughs> as, as you know, as consumers start to get a little bit more picky with their dollars, uh-huh. if you're not giving consumers the top fights, they're not going. They are not going to be excited yes. about this sport. And this sport, I'm not going to say it's going to die out, but it's not going to maintain cool. yeah. the pulse uh, on the general public that Especially it has currently. Especially at this lower weight where we were for, for decades, it's, it's been the cream of the crop. Right? Yeah. For real. Like in terms of like when you look at welterweight, light or, or super light, lightweight or whatever. When you're in this, this realm right now where we're at today, this is where it's at. Like this has been where it's at in boxing. So you like you said, Will, like – you got to eventually, promoters got to get out of the way, and you got to give the consumer an opp- the opportunity to, to want to spend their money on a, on a fight that, you know, that is going to uh, capture, capture the, the imagination of the, of the world of boxing. Yeah, I, I'll, I'll always say, and I'll always say this, uh, heavyweights will get, uh, a great heavyweight fight will get the okay. general public engaged, yes. right? But for boxing fans, 135, 147, 160, those are weight classes that diehard boxing fans oh and God. and you start to approach and get some of the general just general sports fans to get intrigued by a fight, up. especially if it's two in their prime fighters and a, and a very good card. Yeah, you know why? And also to your point, what makes those fights dope is that you get you get a part two, you get a trilogy. Yeah, because when you do it early, because they're so young, they're so young, and you're not scared about catching an L. It's just like because it's a competitive fight. Those type of fights, you tend to get that type of that that you get the trilogy or the or the part twos or whatever to a point where, to you, like what you're saying, the casual boxing fan now becomes immersed in it. You know what I mean? So yeah, look, I mean, look. In September, it's been reported that we'll get Canelo versus Triple G. Yeah. Triple G, old ass is Triple G is almost as old as it, I think he is as old as me. Yeah, and he's still going. It's still going to be a box office smash. It's, yeah, it's going to be a box <laughs> office smash. But imagine if we had got that fight. Yeah, I agree. Two to three years of ago, course, right? Bro. Yeah, of course. And people are still clamoring for it. They've been clamoring absolutely. For it. So that's my thing. It's like when you look at to your point, Will. It's like take advantage of now. You know, and I think well, Anthony Peterson was on. Uh, yeah, a couple weeks ago, he talked about how.
basically about the whole rumor about Javante leaving. Uh, mm-hmm. Floyd, it was you know, and no knock on Floyd. He said like, you know, Floyd is for Floyd, but to be to be where he's at. And the money to be where he's at, being the you know, probably one of the I mean probably, to some people the best in the world, best ever, or you know top whatever wherever you want to put Floyd at, you know he's an all time great. Not he only, had it, huh? Not only that, but we saw last summer when Floyd fought one of the Paul brothers. That yeah. still did I think yeah. a million buys. Yeah, exactly. So that he's, he's look whether we want to admit it or not, he's probably still the biggest the name, draw, attra- in yeah. attraction in boxing. So he's gonna do what's best for Floyd. Which is not a knock. So it's time for Javante to do his best for Javante. So if he feels like he ain't getting the fights and he wants those fights and he feels like he's ready for those fights, then it's, it's time for he can go out and get those fights. So I mean, I'm all I'm all for Javante doing it. You know, you know, leaving Mayweather if that's the if that's what he needs to do. Uh, oh man, a Nigerian brother on Facebook he posted about this whole you know Javante who is where, where his what next fight. What did he say, my brother? Baba Tunde. Baba Tunde. Baba Tunde. Baba Tunde. <laughs> look at you, look at you trying to use your fake Nigerian voice. I see you, dude. Hey, he says Garcia. I'm only thinking. I'm guessing he's meaning Ryan Garcia. No, I'm, not, I'm not trying to make fun of no, you, no, Baba no, Tunde, no, no, but not. you know, me and Wole have an inside. We joke. do. We do have an inside joke. But uh, yeah, Ryan Garcia. I think everybody wants Ryan Garcia because you know why? Knockouts, knockouts are sexy. Are sexy? Excuse me. It is what it is. Two dudes are known to knock folks out. You get. Ryan Garcia, and you get tanked. And you're just thinking that the first true punch that connects is going to knock that particular person out. That's the you know what You know what, actually, a Ryan Garcia versus Tank fight will remind me of that happened at 135 Uh a while ago. Um, That was a a historic fight that people were really clamoring for. It would remind me of a De La Hoya versus Shane Mosley type fight. Oh, dude, really? That's dope. Yeah, it could could be that way. And also, it can go the other way. Yeah, it all. It, it could also, also be could be De La Hoya versus Fernando Vargas. Yeah, it could. It could but <laughs> Which went all the way left. Yeah, <laughs> you know. But it could be. I, I see. I see. I, you know what? Because they're around the same age, right? Yeah, I think they were around the same when age they fought, when they when they, they fought, fought initially. Same age, yep. right? Yeah, that that could that could definitely work. This would definitely be earlier though. That could definitely work. But yeah, man, appreciate everybody for tuning in the show. I actually have fun. I like I like I like debating. You love, yeah, you, I love you, it. Yeah, you love to to debate. <laughs> I do. Try to and talk over people. I when do. I'm trying to Facts. make a point. Make no, a no, I get that from though. Rest in peace, Dad. I get from my dad. <laughs> what I just do. Just, I, I used to talk over him too when he would argue. I didn't. He'd be like, he's like, let me talk. No. No, but 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 that's not how you have civil discourse, right? You, I feel like we you were, make I your point. Like you make your no, but I I, I, no, we're good. Like we're, you're I my brother, like, so I'm not. So I'm, I never, I'm not. I'm I never going to walk away from a, yeah. a disagreement or a debate. I was mad, disagreeing. But, it was, it was, no, I was <laughs> no, <laughs> no, but I'm, but no, but it's just like you know, I'm trying to make a point. I let you make a point. You let me make a point, and that's just how we look, man. And it makes for better radio and allows people to follow the conversation. They're good. They'll live. Okay. Look, look, you know what? You're African. You should know this. <laughs> it's an African thing, too. <laughs> All right. If you all know this, Will T is, I've anointed him as an African. Not like, not like an African American. An African. <laughs> I have that type of power. Just saying. As a Nigerian American and, an Af- and, you know, my Nigerian, I get, I touch you. Ooh, boom. He's Nigerian now. 
All right, hey, subscribe to our podcast on Stitcher, Spotify, iTunes, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, and Google Podcasts. Just search the Urban Sports Scene. Also, follow us on Twitter at Urban Sports Scene, IG at Urban Sports Scene, and like our Urban Sports Scene Facebook page. Make sure you subscribe to our Urban Sports Scene YouTube channel as well. Check out the home of the Urban Sports Scene, Amplifier Media at AmplifierMedia.com. And this show can be found on Podcast DC. Download the Podcast DC app to hear all of the Empire shows as well as other great content. Hey, we'll see you. And I, I believe we did the damn thing. And I want to thank Just Blaze too for being on the show. Yeah, and Just, you got to keep your promise. Have us on your podcast, yeah. man, so we can have a, another lively basketball discussion. Of course. I want some more lively discussion. I want, you know what I'm saying? Tweet it all out. I'm going to get Will on Twitter too. It's like, that's not happening. That's, that's not, not happening. That's not happening. Anyway, thank you all for tuning in. You've been listening to the Urban Sports Scene. For ages. Yeti. Deuces. Hey, Mega, lead us out, big homie.